0: Good afternoon and welcome back to the expansion of consciousness. I am your host, Jason Medlock, and we've had some exciting, exciting guests that have brought fabulous information, information that has helped us in our everyday lives, uh, different types of motivational techniques, different types of speaking techniques, anything that's learned here, uh, you can best believe you can use this to improve your life to enhance uh, or to dig yourself out of a hole or, so to speak, a dark place. And we don't want to be there. We want to all be healthy and we want to all experience life to the fullest. And that's why we expand our consciousness. That's why we learn new things, uh, new learning uh, techniques, uh, ways to improve our attention, our focus, you name it. That brings us to the next guest. Brian, uh, is going to be with us tonight. Brian helps you discover a different way of living and being, sharing simple practices and um, unlock your unconditional tendencies and live in the present well-being and conscious living expert with a background in neuroscience and more than 15 years of experience teaching and practicing yoga meditation, mindfulness, and different healing modalities, Brian is able to synthesize modern science knowledge with ancient wisdom to help his clients get the results they desire. Having taught hundreds of workshops around the world, Brian has empowered people from all walks of life to realize their full potential, and enable them to live a stress-free life. A meaningful life. Without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and bring Brian on. How you doing, Brian?
1: Hi, Jason. Thank you so much for having me here in in this space and in this conversation
0: with you. You know what? It's a pl- it's a pleasure to have you here to share your knowledge with the audience of expansion of consciousness. And I know that you work in consciousness as well. And you know, and after reading the information about you and some of the wonderful things that you're doing. I thought it would be a great fit just to come on and just to share information um, and to, you know, uh, maybe speak to people about, you know, how you began or how you started your journey uh, moving in this consciousness arena.
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you for for that. You know, it's been a really interesting journey. I, I grew up back in Argentina Typical, you know, kid with school and sports and all of these different activities. Um, it wasn't really until I started to get into my teenage years and um, that I started to realize how actually disconnected I was from myself, from my experience, from my body, from my feelings. Um, in my teenage years, I started to get really stressed out, um, and then through the fact that my parents were in their own journey of self-discovery and growth and spirituality. They started to introduce some of these aspects into my life and recommending different books to, to read and then inviting me and my siblings if we wanted to go to different classes, different healers, different experiences. And... And I said yes to all of those that my parents would recommend. And some of them, I really resonated with them and some I didn't. And when I remember, and I can still remember it like vividly, the first time that I went to a Tibetan yoga class, which is a style of yoga that most people have never even heard about. That was the first time that I reconnected with my body and with how feelings are experienced so it was the Mm. first glimpse into the understanding of wow this like not just living in my head but this body has such an amazing potential for experiencing life and i started to learn more about my feelings and about energy and then The same with going to a a Reiki session and then I was like, oh, wow, there's something here that feels really interesting because I used to play with my hands and what I didn't know that it was the energy (laughs) that I was being in touch with. And little by little, as I started to practice some of these things, I started to realize how my everyday life started to shift. As an example... I well, I started driving when I was 16 and back in Argentina the roads are very busy and people did not follow all of the rules so I used to get really stressed out and I used to get like road rage so I used to get all of that rage and I would just explode every single time that I was in the car and then one day after starting to practice some of this I realized when a car cut me off that, oh, I actually, I didn't react. I just noticed, oh, this car just did that. Cool. So I started to notice how all of these practices were starting to shift my everyday experience. And then I started to explore even deeper out of these practices, up to a point where, as an example, I went to live in California to a Tibetan Buddhist retreat center in the middle of a mountain, and I lived there for a few years, going deeper into those teachings. Um, I went and I did my postgraduate in neuroscience to be able to understand a little bit more what was going on in our brains of the things that I was experiencing and how could now science could actually explain more logically for the ones that we need more of a logical understanding how all of this is working so this little by little was the path that i took and luckily i can say that i started to connect with so many amazing beings and people and I started to learn all of these different ways. And then I was just asked to start sharing all of that. And I've been doing that now for the last 15 years, being able to just share how to be well, how to reconnect, how to live without stress and how to become more and more present so that we can have an impact in the world and we
0: can actually expand our
1: consciousness.
0: So... Brian, when you mentioned that you were able to sort of experience seeing your brain and I'm saying to myself, were you able to look at it from what vantage point and were you maybe remote viewing inside of your brain or, you know, what kind of experience was this? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I was just trying to trying to narrow down in, like, what did you really, what did you feel and were you in or out of body or you know, were you, was it an out-of-body experience you know cuz you know you can leave your body and actually work on your body in the astral plane you know yeah. so what experience was it
1: uh, for me i i am my main way of experiencing is through the feeling and, and through my feelings i actually yeah. get a sense of what things are so as an example i can go into my my body, into my mind, into other places. And perhaps it's not a scene as if I'm seeing with my eyes, but because I am feeling into the energy, I can create, in a sense, a knowing of what is happening. I'm getting the feeling, and that is actually mm, shaping Cre-create what it is the image. that I'm experiencing.
0: Yes. You know what? Brian, that's the same concept that we use in scientific remote viewing and in associate remote viewing. In scientific remote viewing, we have something called ideograms. And then when we touch them with a pencil or a pen, that energy transfer, once it reaches our brains, it transfers into images of possibilities of what we think may be happening based on touching, using our senses taste, touch, smell, uh, temperature. And isn't that how most psychic mediums and or psychics find missing children or, um, you know, able to, you know, sense that they're having a conversation with a with maybe channeling. Don't they have to use one of those senses to really feel that?
1: Yeah, well, that's that's where, you know, that, and that, that a lot of people talk about those six, Six senses like you know that sixth sense that is in a sense the the understanding of you know we all have the different capacities and the ones that we have more active in terms of which way do we experience more with the sight the hearing the taste the, the smell whatever our capacities are most activated are the ones that we're going to use the most in in terms of that for me as as my understanding is that everything is interconnected, everything is energy, and I can just go into what I call the field. Some people would call it the quantum field or there's different words for it. When Christ consciousness I tap it, yes or consciousness, you know, when when I tap into the field, then I can connect with what the energy is there and I can experience it regardless of time and space. This is why I have worked through many, many years, you know, um, doing working with healing modalities remotely, you know, with someone on the other side of the world, it doesn't matter where we are and it doesn't matter when we are, we can still do that. So with the transfer when we have here. the understanding, yes, when we have that understanding of there's this field of energy and in that field of energy, we can access the information that is there, then it is easier to navigate what is actually happening. And yes, some of us might have the capacity to see some of those things or to hear some of those things or to you know touch them or sense them, and other people in another way. And we all have, in a sense, different capacities that have been developed and therefore how we engage in this society or in this world.
0: So would that would that apply to Tesla? And he, you know, his notes that it it says that he would be stuck on an equation or or some sort of engineering problem, and he would go home and go to sleep and wake up the next day and have the an answer. He would get downloads. It's sort of what you're talking about, right? Is that sort of the same thing?
1: Yes, and um, you know, we all have the different ways that we are accessing that information and some of us do it more consciously and some others are doing it more unconsciously all of the ideas that you know all of the inventions that have been created in in this world they they are downloads from that consciousness from that field of energy and this is why Throughout history, there has been lots of times when someone is inventing something and another person or another group of people in in another part of the world, they were doing the exact same thing at the exact same time, even though they had no idea that they right. were doing it. It's because right. they are just accessing that that part of that consciousness and they are just going with it. And that's one of the ways, as you were saying with Tesla, you know, like there's the capacity of asking questions and then being open to what the field of energy or the consciousness is going to bring us
0: i have another question to ask you but i've been waiting till later later in the show and it's an experience i had and i was trying to figure because i've left my body a few times so i know my astral body between just but i I believe I moved my consciousness one particular time because I mean, I was there, I was actually there, could see, could move everything, but I did not sense that I had a body. And then one time I moved my consciousness maybe to, you know, to Dallas. I mean, I live in Houston, so I moved it to Dallas. And I was actually at my mother's house, just walking around outside, just checking out the area, making sure everything was okay. Then I came back, and I'm wondering. Here I am trying to, you know, I, I practice astral projection, um, so here I am trying to astral project, and sometimes I can disengage from the avatar, and you hear the rumbling and the the uh, the skin trembling, and and it disengages, and you're in your astral body, and t- sometimes you think you're using astral travel, but your consciousness has moved. And I'm, I've been trying to figure that part out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of different ways that we can move in a sense that we can, as you're saying, astral travel, we can bilocate. we can transfer our energy somewhere else. Um, there's been so many different ways of how to do that. that. I bet it has. And I think that, yeah, and I think that now, actually, we are starting to, as a collective, access more easily that capacity that we have to be able to move without the physicality. Yes. And then the interesting aspect of that is the understanding that. Do we want to disengage from the physical, or do we still want to be aware of the physical? Because this is still an anchor for our experience here on on Earth. So, can I be in
0: more than one place at once? Yes, you can. Well, yes. I, one one question I want to ask. Yeah, absolutely. I've been. I've done it. <laughs> so you can absolutely do that, and the experience is absolutely wonderful. But I want to ask you this, Brian. How do you live consciously? Yeah,
1: you know, that, that's a great question. And I think there's a lot of different perspectives on how to answer mm-hmm. that. The main thing that I come back to is being connected in the present moment. That is how we live consciously. If I am present with what is both internally and externally, then I can interact in a way that there is more understanding of all of the different layers of experience and there's a much more interconnected way of living. So if I understand that, you know, me, you, even though you are now in the US, now I am in New Zealand and we are, you know, very different parts of the world, we are not separate the separation is an illusion so when I understand that there's an energetic entanglement with a lot of different things then I can understand how my actions will impact the whole so whenever I am more present I can understand it from a very different place that if I'm living unconsciously, going through the automatic pilot and going through what has been normalized in the majority of the population because those ways of living, both for our internal well-being and for the external well-being, it's not working. So we need to become more present and live connected to come back to a place of alignment, to come back to a place of wholeness and to come back to a place of being well
0: internally and externally. And that's the same thing with really stress-free. Uh, you know, have you figured out how to live stress-free yet?
1: Yes, definitely. You know, I, I, it's one of the biggest things that I haven't experienced stress in the last 15 years. And wow. this is one of the the things that I know what it used to be like. And I know what it's like to live without stress. And this is not about managing stress. This is about living without stress we create the stress stress Mm. is not inherently a thing that takes place our perspective on what is happening is what creates the stress so there's for example situations in life there might be more let's call them challenging situations but there's situations i am the one that can create a problem from a situation A situation can be a situation. Just like I was saying before when I was younger and I used to get road rage whenever a car cut me off, I could go into a car cut me off and I can make that into a problem or I can be like, oh, well, a car cut me off and be able to process and integrate what actually took place from a feeling perspective and from a thought perspective. So when I'm able to be present... I'm able to understand how to engage with the experience so that I do not create stress, which means that I am actually processing what's going on so that it's not creating more energetic blockages and more stress that is added into the experience. Now, we can do that both from the external world and the internal world. We can, you know, by just thinking some thoughts, we can get into a spiral (laughs) to create stress. The, The interesting thing about this is that the stress is usually a response that is based on not being present, on not knowing and on fear, because we have been primed for survival. So our nervous system is going to try to protect us all of the time so that's why a lot of the times if we are unconsciously living then we are going to activate more of the stress response in our body in our nervous system and then we live
0: with stress wow that's interesting you know this planet has gone through a, in just a lot, you know, with the growth and development and just the the, the waste. I mean, it's just been incredible uh, how certain parts of the world are dealing with that. Is zero waste even possible, Brian? In principle, yes.
1: Mm. Um, in reality, how we are living it is possible to live low waste which means aiming to go towards that zero waste as an ideal yes when when we understand you know i i, I for example i i aim to live in a good relationship with the earth and that means that mm-hmm. i i aim to not buy things or consume unnecessarily and to not consume things that will create rubbish so if we understand how this world works, everything is circular you know, in nature there is no such thing as waste everything is circular what is actually happening is the same with our bodies our bodies would become fertilizer for for the earth when, whenever yes. we die, unless we do something that is not going to allow that circle to continue. The way that we have been as a, as a civilization for the last hundreds of years, not so much before, but just the last few hundred years, extracting resources and how we've been using them, then we actually are creating that rubbish. We're creating waste in a linear way. So our system now is a linear system, and my aim is to live more in a circular way, in a regenerative way, which means as far as I am able to exist within this society, I am aiming to reduce as much as possible my negative footprint. And saying that there's no such thing as zero waste because I'm not perfect. For example, I I have headphones, that they I know have been manufactured not to last (laughs) so I know that I am still part of the system I still have a computer and I know the impact of buying a computer that it has on the earth by understanding by having more understanding and wisdom I'm able to make better decisions that's not perfect because as long as you know as I'm buying this computer i know there are certain minerals and there are certain crystals that are harvested from parts of the world that they they are not ethically so when i understand that i can still make the conscious choice to participate in this world and aim to reduce as much my my experience in terms of that as an example i have in a small chart just like this that I'm showing with my hand now I have a small chart that in July 2018 I decided to see how would it be if I started to um, instead of putting my rubbish on the garbage bin to keep it so just to see how much am I actually creating in terms of waste that cannot be you know uh, going back circular and i'm five it's been what um more than five years now and i still haven't mm, like have that full so there's been i know that as a each person we have the capacity to reduce a very big amount what we are actually creating in terms of waste and that comes to an understanding of our interrelationship with our earth, which we are part of, we are not separate from it, and the well-being of the earth is our well-being, our well-being is the well-being of the earth, and understanding, you know, this beautiful relationship that we can have, that most of us are not having that experience, But the more that we can engage with it, the easier it is to make decisions that are going to be supportive for the regeneration of what we have destroyed. Um, I choose, for example, to buy and to eat organic food. I eat a fully plant-based diet, which means that I don't buy anything that comes processed in plastic. I don't buy anything that, you know, it's from mostly the supermarkets, I just go and get food from my garden go to the farmer's market and buy everything and just cook that. So, you know, I know how much I am reducing my footprint by eating locally, by eating organic, by eating from places that I know. And then that also has an impact on my health because that is how my values are aligning or my actions are aligning to my values of...
0: generation
1: and taking care of this earth and being a guardian for, you know, for
0: our lovely earth. So let's, let's, let's shift a little bit. Um, This is a beautiful website. Talk to us about what the audience can expect when they come visit you and the programs that you are.
1: Yeah. Thank you for that. So, you know, with conscious action, we are all about understanding how we can make changes in our lives so that we can have an impact in the world and how that impact is it doesn't matter whether that it's super small and very individualized or whether that's big and that's about other people and our communities so the more that we understand how we can actually create changes the easier it is to maintain them so i i you know, I I work a lot with businesses that supporting them with their well-being of the the employees. I work with business owners, with managers one-on-one as well to support them to find balance in their life. I work a lot with different healing modalities so that people can actually integrate and process part of their experiences and I I run a lot of different classes, online classes, um, workshops. I do a lot in person now in New Zealand. Uh, Whenever I'm in other places in the world, I travel as well and and I work there. But the main thing is to be able to, to understand that when someone goes into my website or sees something online, the invitation from me is always about Do you resonate with me and what I'm sharing? And if you do, explore a little bit more, contact me, see if, you know, it's a match for you and for me to work together, whether that is in a one-on-one capacity, whether that is on a, you know, with your team and your company. There's a lot of different ways that people engage in how to change. And I work in, you know, with based on my understandings and my learnings. And if someone resonates with that, wonderful. Um, And I usually try to make sure that there's enough of a time to create a space, a container for the transformation and for the changes to actually be able to take place.
0: Go and explore Brian's website, www.consciousaction.co.uk dot nz uh, uh, nz i'm expansion of consciousness he's conscious action that's wonderful because we have more people talking about growing your consciousness in a number of different ways and that's why i bring people to the show and that may do similar things that i do but we need a different perspective we want different opinions, and that's why uh, Brian decided to come on, and I am so happy. How do, how would one? I mean, you're coaching, and you have these programs uh, that you're uh, offering to people. How does one shift their behaviors? Great question. You know, there's we're all different,
1: so we are all going yeah. to have a different and key that unlocks the door for that to happen this is why as you're saying there's so many different perspectives there's so many different modalities there's so many different people that are going to allow us to get to that place there are a few you know more generalizations or universal things that i think that are important one is to actually take time to reflect take time to understand what it is that is happening now and what it is that is not aligning to the person that you know that you are or that can be because if we don't understand where we are it's harder to create any change the other thing is finding the that key what actually resonates with you what is you know what is calling you what is magnetizing you To go and explore that because some people like me I needed to create this change through exploring more of my body and exploring more the energy world a lot of the people that I work with they explored the change through their minds a lot of other people explored from their actions so we need to understand again what is the way this is why most of the work that I do is so personalized because I I need to engage with what it is that you need, not what I think that you need, what it is that you need to be able to create the changes that are sustainable for you, to be able to unlock your full potential, to go to that place of wholeness, of alignment, of being
0: balanced. You know, Brian... The audience may say, you know what, this is a lot of information and I really wanna do it, but where do I start? My path is all the work.
1: Mm. In general, or with me, do you mean?
0: <laughs> well, I'm saying, you know, the, the, you know, you have audience or you have people that are uh, going through uh, different changes in their life. Uh they are being pulled in a direction that they don't really know why. Um, you know, they're listening to shows, metaphysical shows like this one and like probably many you've been on, and they then they want to know how do they start? I mean, what Mm. direction they move in. And I was I was wondering what's your take on, you know, uh, if a person says, where do I start my path? I mean, how do I begin?
1: you start by making a decision to change that's the first thing and to explore and to know that there is no wrong path you can Mm -hmm. always redirect you can always change you can always say oh actually no this doesn't make sense for me i'm going to drop and go to something else key is for me to understand our feelings The more that we are present with our feelings, the easier it is to understand which direction we need to take. So the more that I connect with what a lot of people call that gut feeling, the more that I can understand how to follow that. Now saying that, if I have been super disconnected from my body and don't know how to feel my body, then... I'm not going to listen to the gut feeling because the gut feeling is not actually the gut feeling; it's just a thought. <laughs> so, the more that we're able to to start by listening to ourselves or to find inspiration in others, if I feel inspired by someone else, I can ask myself, or I can reach out, if possible, and be, "What are they doing? And what it is that they are showing?" that I resonate with so perhaps it is that there's someone that you know feels very calm and ah you know I would like some of that or someone that feels really confident I would like some of that well what what have they done to be able to be that way have they done anything to be that way and this is where we start to understand okay there's things that I need to unlearn there's behaviors and beliefs and tendencies and patterns that I can work with to unlearn, so that I can create the space for the new. And that is then the new. I can find inspiration in people. I can find inspirations in different um, beings from all throughout history. Like you know, Buddha, Jesus, you know, whoever we can connect with, we, we can notice. Oh, what are the qualities that that person has? Can I call more of that for myself? Can I, if I, for example, connect with Jesus, you know, can I understand like what does he represent? Ah, love, compassion, you know, on an earthly level. Mm -hmm. Being kind to others, you know. Can I can I practice that? Can I practice being kind to others and to myself? Can I practice being compassionate and loving towards others and towards myself? And this is how love is powerful. Love is yes. a powerful tool. Powerful. Yes. But we need to understand it and how it feels, not just as an idea, but the actual feeling. When we get there,
0: it's even more powerful. We're running out of time here, but I have more question I'd like to ask you. And, and just in listening to you, you're such a brilliant uh, spirit, um, shining very, very light, very, very powerful. And... We know that over the years we study, we, we learn, we, we, we implement different concepts. We, but the basis of all of my spiritual training from the coaches I've had, and we've all had them, has been meditation. That's been the, the fabric of whatever brainwave state you're trying to be in. How would a person listening bring meditation to their daily life? What would you suggest?
1: Wonderful question. I I love meditation. One of my main practices, Uh, as you're saying, it's all throughout all of the cultures, all of the traditions is one of the key elements. Now, one of the things that I have learned through the years is that a lot of people have such a different view or hesitation towards meditation because of different beliefs, whether that is because it's, uh, you know, from other cultures and they don't believe that it's under a cultural or religion or they think that it's too spiritual and that they are not too spiritual or whatever it is. I always go back to saying meditation is about connecting with yourself mm-hmm. and about being yes. present. So remove, if, if we need to, let's remove everything else, all of different practices and techniques and ways of meditation for the time being, and let's just create time and space to be present in the moment, to be present mm. in the body, and to reconnect with what is actually happening. I keep on telling a lot of people, I used to play basketball, I keep on telling people, when someone says they are in the zone, when they are playing sports, that is a meditative state that is the state that we get into meditation so it doesn't matter which action we are taking especially at the beginning to be able to introduce some practices of meditation we need to understand what we're aiming to do is we're aiming to be present and to expand our awareness and to expand our consciousness when we're able to understand that then we can you know, lessen those excuses or, or the different um, beliefs that we might have about meditation if they are in the way. So we need to understand that. It's just, okay, I'll just create some time to connect. How? See what what way do you connect? Do you play basketball? Do that. Do you run? Do that. Do you dance? Do that. Do you listen to music? Do that. Be able to be present with what you're actually doing. There is a Buddhist teaching that says, you know, like when I'm eating, I'm eating. <laughs> when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm brushing my teeth.
0: When I am walking, and that, I am walking. And, and yeah. that brainwave state would, would happen to be theta, and that is a meditative yes. state. And that is also yes. uh, I'm a hypnotherapist as well, so that's also uh, uh, you're 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 in a you're you're in a level of hypnosis also, uh, or meditative state. You pick poison on that one but yes. we've run out of time. Can you leave the audience with one last um, word of advice or maybe you have a free gift that's given away uh, to get people to, 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 to build a relationship with you? Just give give us one last um, word of uh, encouragement here.
1: Yes, thank you for that. You know, I think that what's coming up in the moment to share is that we are all powerful. We are all worthy. We are all lovable we are enough and we have the capacity to change any single time that we want Mm.
0: wow because we can change anything about ourselves we can change our personalities, we can reprogram our thought process we can do a lot of things because of the infinite abilities we have from within Incredible, Defend. Defend. well, Brian, hang out for me one second. I'm gonna close it, close out the uh, show. Don't go anywhere. Give me one second. It was a great talking to you, And We want you Thank to come you. back. Hold on one second. Just a very, very interesting conversation. Um, uh, Brian is a very, very talented spiritual coach. Um, he's a uh, life coach, also spiritual teacher. Um, he's been doing this for a long time, uh, showing people how to balance life and work, um, uh, the possibility of zero waste, uh, living, you know, basically waste free. I mean, those concepts, uh, are thought about at the highest level. And Brian is, um, you know, thinking about concepts like this and actually doing the research and the study about it, you know, living your life without stress, one of the things he uh, specializes in, in basically consciousness. We talk about consciousness here. Brian's mission is to live consciously, be able to understand your surroundings, expand the small things, pay attention to everything around you. That's raising your consciousness every day. Just paying attention to the small things. The way a car moves, the way the airplane moves, you know, when you talk, you know, your hand movements, your conscious of everything that you do, and you can grow your consciousness that way as well. I want to thank you for being a part of the expansion of consciousness. And the guests that come on our show are here for you, are here to explain different things that they offer uh, to help you improve your life to help you um, move pain away from your life. Whatever the case may be, you can come to the Expansion of Consciousness to understand or to try to understand how to connect from within. We're glad that you came tonight and we love you. If you wanna help us out, you gotta hit subscribe. Go to at Expansion of Consciousness on YouTube at Expansions of Consciousness and you got to hit subscribe and that really us out a lot. Thank you very much. We're going to go ahead and end this show tonight. Goodbye.